Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Women in ERP podcast, episode two. My name is Abigail Ullman, and I'm joined today by Steph Paul and M Loves, um, our social media guru. So let's start today with a little recap from last week. How has your week been, Steph? It's been manic. I don't know about anyone else, but it has been an absolute back-to-back. Considering it's half-term in a lot of places, it has just been relentless. What about yourself? Yeah, the same. Um, Yeah, really, uh, I was saying to somebody I was speaking to a moment ago, I I feel like I'm wading through water, so I'm not getting anywhere fast. (laughs) I completely relate to that, completely, completely. Yeah, but it's been very varied. And uh, How about you, Em? Um, I've, I've not got half term till next week, so I'm I'm all good till Monday hits. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm taking the week off. I'm not even going to try it next week. <laughs> yeah, I'm off next week as well. Well, we're all off. That's a, maybe, maybe next week's going to be just a good week for everyone. But does that mean everywhere's going to be busy? That's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just don't go out. You'll be fine. Since the last podcast, um, what's the feedback been like, Steph? What have you heard from the uh, We've had amazing, amazing feedback. It's we've been so well supported. Um, you know, colleagues, friends, people that I never knew. Like, like the the network is phenomenal, and yeah, I think it's been great. And I think there's obviously a market that we're speaking to women and men. Um, you know, about yeah. relevant topics, and yeah, no, it's been really good. What about yourself? What have you heard? Great. I mean, I've been quite shocked actually at the number of men that are listening to us. <laughs> So this is great because when you know it's we're not just for women we are women <laughs> but I hope everybody listens and and learns and uh, engages yeah absolutely and obviously we've said before about having guests on but that doesn't that's not just female guests we're we're yeah. very much uh, open to to having some men on as well so uh, yeah no I agree it's been a real mm. diverse kind of mix yeah which is great definitely. yeah and uh, how was your Valentine's Day. <laughs> Um, so very nondescript. I can't. I didn't. I think all I did was work. Very depressing. <laughs> what about you? Um, it was nice. We did the breakfast thing, but then the kids messed about and played up till like midnight. So that was yeah. it for us. Happy Valentine's Day. Yeah, true love. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Yeah, our children interfered with Valentine's Day, and our autistic oh, child no. decided to have a massive meltdown because it wasn't. It wasn't Christmas, and Santa Claus didn't come. Oh. oh, I mean that's always disappointing. Let's be yeah. honest. It's, it's so disappointing. She thought it was Christmas rerun. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, there's nothing to stop having Christmas in the middle of the year. We did that last year actually, where obviously we were locked down the year before, so we had Christmas on the 25th of June as a family. Oh, nice. It, which was really weird because it was literally the hottest day of last year, I think, and it was just very strange having a big roast turkey. Yeah, like an Australian Christmas. <laughs> in, in like 30 degree heat. It's hilarious, but yeah. Nice. All good fun. Yeah. So let's get into it then. So we've noticed that um, many of our listeners are independent ERP consultants and entrepreneurs. Many of you are also really career focused individuals who want to lift your profile and become the go to person in your field. So today we're talking about professional elevation. So I'd like to welcome our special guest today, M. Loves. Um, that is her real name. We've just confirmed. Welcome to the gang. 
Em is a network marketing entrepreneur, personal coach, and specialist in sort of self empowerment. Um, so, Em, tell us about you. Who are you? Thank you for the lovely introduction, Abigail. Um, I really do appreciate it. That's fabulous. So, uh, my name is Em Loves. And um, I'm a mum, first of all, of three beautiful children, all under the age of 10. My middle one has got um, special needs as well. She's autistic. And um, I needed a career path that would fit around my children. So I'm actually a qualified secondary school teacher training in ministry with the North Anglican Church at the moment as well, uh, which is fabulous. So um, do a lot with that. And um, I just generally love doing network marketing, networking with people, meeting new people and uh, helping people elevate who they are and finding their self-confidence so yeah brilliant so it's not specifically technology that you work in um however the skills that you can pass on to us today are hopefully transferable skills I believe they are um so we've got some interesting topics to discuss um so one of the things you mentioned to me when we initially had a conversation was your um empowered stories so from broken to empowered is part of my story um i mean i'm I'm happy to give you a a little snippet clip it if you like of that story right now um so um obviously I, i did leave teaching for medical reasons and i i found myself really struggling with the world and um I I had a reoccurrence of an eating disorder that I've been battling from when I was 14. And um, when my youngest was born, it really, it it spiralled out of control massively. And within six months of breastfeeding and just just being a mum, I wasn't doing anything really. I was working for the church, but I felt that I'd lost my identity with being a mum and um, my self-confidence plummeted. I was finding it very difficult to to even go to mum and toddler groups. Oh, I've been there, yeah. Yeah, to to do anything. I wasn't depressed. I wasn't anxious. There was was nothing wrong. We were the happiest we'd ever been. You know, we've got these three children. My husband was in a good job. And in my head, everything was like, well, I should be okay with everything. But I needed to get some kind of control. And, and like I say, the, the eating disorder totally spiraled out of control. And it began to consume me totally and utterly. And um, my husband rang me up one morning. So we're, we're in March time, um, four years ago. And uh, my youngest was six months old. And, and um, I was back down to about seven and a half stone. Oh, my gosh. And still trying to breastfeed whilst being that weight as well and I was just absolutely exhausted and and he rang me up and he was in tears and he had lost his job with immediate effect so his pay was going to stop as of that Friday and I went into church the next day to renew my contract after my maternity leave to find that I'd also been made redundant with immediate effect and my last pay was going to be on the Friday and so all of a sudden, our world's turned upside down. We'd got no savings, absolutely nothing. And we knew that we were faced with going to use the food bank the next week. So from being really happy and secure and in good jobs, we, we'd got nothing. 
And so um, my my eating disorder, like I say, was, was really rife at the time. And I was actually quite delicate, I guess, and almost facing hospitalisation again for, for the eating disorder and facing having to have three months, six months away from my children to go and sort out my eating. And in desperation, I started um, doing a distribution business where you, you drop off catalogues door to door and uh, collect orders and, and process them through because... I wanted the foundation and I couldn't afford it, but I wanted something to cover my face because I felt so rubbish. And I wanted to put food on the table for the children without having to go to the food bank. So I I started in desperation. I was in desperation mode and I found to start off with, but it gave me the permission to eat because I was funding that food and I was working hard for it and I was exercising because I was traipsing around all the villages, dropping off my little catalogues and knocking on doors and all that jazz. And then as I started to then progress in my journey and I started finding myself building a team and gaining this confidence and starting to gain an identity and a brand on social media that was my brand, I turned around two years later to find that I'd been on such a huge transformational journey where I'd not only empowered myself I'd empowered my family and I was empowering my team and that's where my passion comes from because I believe that if you take hold of something and you grow it and nurture it yourself and work on a personal brand actually you can do whatever you want to do yeah absolutely well, I guess there was times along the way that where they, you had you thought, can I do this? Can't I do this? And, you know, I think there's probably a lot of women that probably relate to similar different stories, but kind of that challenge of what am I going to do next? And then thinking, you know, you know, you obviously had a great vision and you assessed by the sounds of it, everything values, you know, everything. But I guess can you talk us about, you know, the, the times where you thought, can I do this? Can't I do this kind of thing? There have been many times where I've wanted to quit what I'm doing uh, many, many, many times when I've put in hours of work and just not felt like I've got got results through from that work. And and it has been challenging. And I always say to the ladies that are in my leadership team now that I've grown under the Bespoke Leadership Programme, is I tell all of them, you can actually tell me three times that you're going to quit. And the first two times I will support you and we'll look at strategies, simple strategies to help build you back up again. And the third time I'll show you the door and help you find something that fits you better. See, that's brilliant. Why do all yeah. organisations have that? Because <laughs> I probably would have uh, changed my mind a few times. But we, we do do it as women because we, we have so many pressures as women in particular that we're expected to have so many hats that we need to juggle everything. We need to juggle the children. We need to juggle when they're off sick. We need to juggle their special needs. And then we need to look beautiful and we need to do our hair and we need to go and get our roots done. And then we've got to go and have facials and put our makeup on. There's, there's a lot more pressures, external pressures, I think, on women to to be to be the one who does perfect uh, yeah the perfect uh, yeah. I don't think Mrs Hinch has helped I, I do like Mrs Hinch <laughs> I agree she's, she's, she's added to the to the pressure of adding that sparkle everywhere hasn't she in some respects totally yeah. and it's that having it all isn't it like we all want it all but no one can truly have it all and do we all want it do you know what I mean that it's that vicious cycle of you can I completely relate to the pressures and kind of well, this is kind of what society tells me I should be, but who actually am I? And, and kind of, it, it's quite, like you say, it's that transformational journey. Um, and I completely admire, the, you know, it's amazing that you've kind of 
been from one end to the other, if that makes sense. I guess it's going to give uh, a lot of our listeners a lot of inspiration as well. Yeah. There's always a route out, whatever those mental health issues are or pressure is, there's always a route out, but the route involves getting on your feet. And I think that's the main point in the story. I got on my feet to build up my business and it built up myself because I took the action. And you've and you've carried on with it, I guess. You've persisted as well because, you know, business isn't just a straightforward, you know, here we're going now. It's up and down. So how have you dealt with those um repeating down points that you that you will have had whilst building a, a business how have you stopped yourself sinking right to the bottom again <laughs> with the with the whole roller coaster you know what there's nothing wrong ladies with turning the air blue occasionally when you need to when things aren't going your way just go and find a cupboard space go in the shower I mean my, my favorite crying point is the shower and there's nothing better than a good cry on your own with nobody trying to fix it nobody interfering nobody telling you you shouldn't be feeling that way but just going you know what I'm just going to go and lock the door I'm going to go for a shower and I'm just going to go and let it all go yeah I couldn't agree more could not agree more <laughs> love a cry <laughs> oh, always feel so much better but only if I've gone and done it in the shower on my own I'm very particular with the way that I that I let it all out so but there's definitely nothing wrong with turning the air blue I don't think there's anything wrong with saying that you want to quit because sometimes we all feel like we want to quit. And normally that's a warning sign that you just need to take a step back and have a bit of self-love and a bit of you time. Um, So one of the things that I did fairly recently, things were getting on top of me, not necessarily with business. It was actually with the family, with the autism and, and everything else. And I was having a fight with school. So anybody who's a special needs parent will know about the process of statementing and um, neurodevelopment science teams and trying to get diagnoses for it. it it's, it's very overwhelming. And I actually just went away and I spent two days on my own. Um, away from the family away from everything else and just totally recharged because I was starting to feel that self-destruct I want to quit on everything and and it wasn't a stress from the business it was a family stress and I just needed to take that step back and, and I think that's often something that we don't let ourselves do mm. yeah. yeah I'm I'm terrible for that yeah I, but it's having that self-awareness and you obviously knew what you needed and I think it's quite hard sometimes to tune into that in terms of, like you say, you've got pressures from everything and just having that time to sit and go, what is it? I, how do I need to almost mother myself to get out the other side? Because I think, like you say, when you want to quit, that's generally where the growth is. And uh, yeah, it's so important today. It's always where the growth is. And sometimes, you know, it is that point of reflecting and um, having that Kairos moment, which is where it's like you can see what if you reflect properly, you can see what changes need to be brought in. And more often than not, the change is something within. So whether it's that you need to smile more, whether you need to go for a walk at lunchtime, whether you need to actually plan a little mini break with your friends or just on your own, there's nothing more healing than going away on your own for just an overnight just sort of like say to the husband or say to your mum can you have the kids overnight I just need to go and just be me not go on a date and curl my hair and have this fantastic time with my husband where we're reconnecting and there's all that pressure but actually to just say you know what I just need a night where I can just let it all go and if I want to sit there in jogging pants with pot noodle stains down my top in a hotel room, <laughs> watching Love Actually for the 50th time, I can do. Yeah, so I struggle with that because I think I would feel really guilty if I did that because we don't have, I guess, the childcare um, that we should have. 
Um, so me going away, sort of leaving him to, to deal with it. I want to go away with him um, rather than just me going to eat pot noodles. So, yeah, I think that would make me personally feel quite guilty to do that. Is that something you, you that... You've got to get over the mum guilt first because yeah. it stopped me for a long, long, long time. And what I actually did when I went away in February this year... No, not February, January, sorry, is that um, I waited till my husband was away. So like you, Abigail, my husband works away from home. So I'm actually a single parent 60% of the week. And um, so so I actually asked a friend if she wouldn't mind just for one night during a school week, come and watch the kids for me and just yeah. sleep in my bed overnight, take them to school in the morning. And she loved it. Brilliant. Good friend. <laughs> I also think that's it's a good point in terms of everyone's different and it's it's what works for you in terms of like you say Abigail you would want to for you that would be going away with your husband and kind of doing that for me I'm very much someone that I need my own space yeah 100% I need to just sit with no one like I'll turn my phone off as well because that to me is my biggest distraction in terms of ping 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 it's it's yeah I think it's interesting but I think that I guess the lesson is is knowing what what works for you and having that awareness first as a step one yeah um so professionally um what do you do for your clients what 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 do you offer so if, if for instance me and steph employed you to to work with us what could we expect from that experience she could have a field day yeah i know <laughs> you would <laughs> So there's different steps, there's different levels and different programs for different people because everybody's individual, everybody's in different style businesses. So the first thing that I offer is every Friday at noon, I have a pause for breath moment where we reflect on a topic each week, which links in with my weekly podcast as well. So we review it together and we reflect on it together. And it's all about getting in the right mindset for the weekend, letting go of some of the leadership pressures, but also learning leadership and social media skills so for instance this week we're doing um passionate powered people prevail and it's looking at how we can use passion not just in the love sense of passion but the italian sense of passion (laughs) the um screw you flying your arms up and, and getting passionate about something like really passionate about something anybody's welcome to contact me on linkedin instagram facebook you can find me under m loves on all of those platforms even twitter tiktok um i'm everywhere i'm even on youtube yeah. um so you can, you can find me everywhere and and you can get the link to come to that and that's a good opportunity to sort of like start to connect with me and find out whether i'm a good fit for you and whether you like my style and, and whether we can help and support each other um i run a 90-day bespoke leadership program for anybody looking to come into leadership where i review all your social media we go through it with a fine tooth comb. We look at what can be done to improve, what can be looked done to make you more visible and to help you with your personal branding and any leadership challenges that you have. And that's all based on tracking systems and stuff like that. So you're tracking your progress. So at the end of the 90 days, you should see that there's been some personal development and an increase in visibility and confidence. I also offer a team support, which runs for six months, where I come in and I do training with your team specifically on social media. So we look at everything from how to set up your bio, how to use Canva, how to stand out from the crowd, how to do your personal branding. So although in a team you're all in the same company, how to have your own personal branding 
whilst being in that company so that people are attracted to you and how to just connect with people and grow a following. So we do that over the six months as well. Um, And then people can just follow me and pick up my top tips if they want to anyway. Sounds amazing. Today, could you offer our listeners and viewers um, some simple strategies to elevate their online presence? Definitely, definitely. So um, I'm all for the simple strategy. So the first one is knowing your niche. And a niche isn't a single thing on its own. It's looking at the three things that really build who you are as a person. So if you go on any of my main social media, so not LinkedIn, because LinkedIn's very professional. Um, LinkedIn's very much business orientated. But on all my other social media platforms, I look at the three things that make up me. And all of my posts relate to those three things. So you will find a lot of posts on my social media about being a parent of three children. You will find a lot of posts about me being a network marketer and um, loving network marketing and coaching. And then you will find posts about being a Christian as well. So my faith journey and my blogging that I do with, with my faith journey as well. So those three things are very consistent all the way through and they're very positive powered as well. So um, you won't find any arguments with the neighbours or any drying out my laundry on social media or on Facebook. No fishing posts. Those ones that say, I'm so angry with the world today. <laughs> You okay, hon? Yeah, and the people <laughs> commenting, oh, look at me. what's up, hon? PM me, yeah. darling. Victims. Oh, oh, my day. They, they drive me insane. So it looks at the attraction marketing rather than the attention-seeking behaviours by using those three niches. And it means that you're more focused with what you're putting on your platforms as well. So you know, right, okay, yesterday I posted about network marketing. So today I'm going to make sure that even if it's, you know, I'm going to find an opportunity to go and take a selfie with the kids. So that might be actually I'm going to take time out to go and play a game with the children or to take the children to the beach so I can use it on my social media. And it's actually going to enrich my family journey as well because I've taken that time to do it. And so that's that's first thing. Do you plan out kind of what what you're thinking kind of is it a day by day thing that you think about or are you thinking like weeks in advance, months in advance, just... I I try and go by theme weeks um so particularly on LinkedIn I have a theme so I'll have an overall theme for a month and then I break that down into a weekly into a weekly theme um so that it doesn't get too repetitive and then you've got your Mm -hmm. daily things anyway so you've got things like Monday motivation so the first step is to go through your days of the week and generate your own mind hashtags. So rather than actually physically using hashtags, generate your own mind hashtags of what happens on each day. So it's almost a little bit spectrum behavior. Um, but like Monday is like Monday motivation. Um, Tuesday might be testimonial. Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday wisdom. Thursday, Thursday, thankful Thursdays. Um, follow Fridays, social Saturdays, pamper Sundays, or slow down Sundays. So you've got those hashtags in your mind already. So on a Monday, yeah. you're thinking, how can I motivate people today? How can I show people that I'm motivated? But more, what can I do to give somebody motivation? So what sort of post is going to help that? What have I done? that might give somebody some motivation. So I might have done something on Friday and thought, you know what, that's really motivational. I'm going to take a selfie of that. I'll take a picture of the situation and I'm going to save it for Monday. 
and I'm going to use it on Monday for that post. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to do that across my net, all my different social media platforms and just change the wording for the audience that follows me. Because you're going to have different audiences on each social media platform. So it's knowing who your audience is, who you're talking to. I was going to ask about that in terms of the differences. Yeah, so the LinkedIn yeah. audience is incredible. My LinkedIn audience is as far different to my TikTok audience as can be. So the things that I put on on LinkedIn is very, very, very professional. You know, I I behave on LinkedIn as much as I feel that I can get away with behaving. Um, I don't like behaving very much. So, you know, I say behave in a very loose fashion. Whereas on TikTok, I'll be doing ridiculous things on TikTok. Um, Are you dancing? You've got to have a TikTok dance, haven't you? I'm going to have to find you now. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. I don't do TikTok dancing. Um, so I actually use crutches to walk. <laughs> so I don't use, um, I don't do TikTok dancing at all, I'm afraid. <laughs> and in terms of like content and things, do you struggle? I think for me, like doing it daily in terms of social media, I would struggle with what to put on what platform when and just having enough material and I guess time to think about it. Is that... I, I guess that's something that comes naturally for you, but I, do you have any advice on that if, if people wanted to increase If people want to increase and they're, they're wanting to increase their engagement and everything else, what you've got to remember is that content is king, but engagement is queen. So you're looking at ways of trying to get people to engage with you and like doing those um, questions in the comment boxes and, and actually really relationship building in those comment boxes and thinking how that your post, how your post can generate questions as well mm-hmm. um, that are attraction marketing questions towards who you are. We're always looking, it doesn't matter what you do, it doesn't matter whether you're a politician, a gardener or a cleaner, we all need relationships to build our business. So even if you're a cleaner, you're going to be working on recommendations most of the time. So you need to build up that relationship with your clients. And that's something you can be doing on social media as well, is building up relationships with future clients, current clients, past clients. And um, by having those daily hashtags, maybe even sitting down going, what is my theme this month? What is my theme this week? So this month on LinkedIn, my theme is love because it's Valentine's Day this month. Yeah. Yeah. So that's been broken down into a weekly topic around love and what I can talk about. And then generally, so so if my coach is listening to this, she's she's gonna go mad because she's like she's all for planning, right? She's she's a very forward thinker, she's very planning. Whereas I get up on the morning and go, right, okay, this is my theme, this is what I need to post on, right? Let's get Canva. How can we get creative and have some fun? with this and so I actually don't generate my posts until the morning because I'm very mood led and I'm very emotional led as well so um I do like to do um kind of like last minute kind of stuff because I think it, it gets the fun involved as well so I mean particularly with your stories on Facebook you can't plan your stories you can't plan the story of your day but what you can do is you can look for opportunities and you can create opportunities as well um to to generate your stories and generate your content and I go you know what I love that I'd like to build on that I really enjoyed doing that I'd like to build on that so my LinkedIn goes on that theme, but my Facebook group for my customers in my network marketing business is very planned, but it's planned around the hashtag days. 
So on a professional level, um, for those of those, those that have to keep our tone to that of our organizations, you know, if we work for a big vendor, for instance, and part of their brand package when you join a company is to, you know, you have to have these colors on your LinkedIn. You have to keep a sort of certain tone that represents the organization you work for. So how can we, what can we do to stand apart when we have to all be kind of uniform? Right. Okay. So this is a way of using a your language. So thinking about what language you are going to use. Um, so I don't mean like whether you're going to use English or whether you're going to use French, but how are you going to speak to people and come across Another way is through consistency of post. So leaning on that branding, but seeing where you can add your own little, I mean, it all depends on the company, how much of your own little um, sparkle you can add onto it, but create a bit of personality around the branding, utilizing their colors, their fonts, their themes, as long as you're staying um, within the remit of the company, push the boundaries as much as you can. (laughs) to really stand out as a leader because there's not many leaders in business who have always towed the line 110%. The leaders in business are the people who have pushed the boundaries just that little bit to peek over them. And it's only a peek. You only need to do the peek. But it's about that consistency to keep showing up on a day-to-day basis and telling your story within the brand, not everybody else's story your story people want to get to know who you are what your values are sometimes it can really help not to do a vision board when you're in these kind of you know companies where you've got the branding and everything but actually to sit down and say right if I owned this company if I was the CEO of Microsoft if I was the CEO of IBM what would my vision statement be and what would my mission statement be so the mission is how you want that company to help and support other people so what service do you want to provide for them and the vision being where you want to see it in five years time and then off the back of that write your eight values these are my values mm-hmm. this is what's important to me as a person so like one of mine is vibrancy I I hold value on vibrancy on passion on loyalty on um so on integrity so these are all my different values and they come across um in the way that I post and the way that I use language to communicate with people as well um so do that Sit down and plan. What can you do to push it just that little bit? But you can't just do it willy-nilly. It does need to be with that mission, vision, and values put together and sit down and think, how can I use these colours? Get on Canva. Have a little play. Go and take some selfies of yourself doing ridiculous things. I've got one of my favourite selfies is me hanging upside down from the bed, right? I had to get my husband to hold my ankle so I didn't hurt my head. And I took a selfie of me hanging upside down, removed the background off it, and it's been on all sorts of really ridiculous photos where it's had me jumping out of an aeroplane, it's had me hanging off a tree in a rainforest, all these different things. Go have fun with yourself and if your confidence is really low this is the thing isn't it it's like how do we build that confidence up to be able to do these things and um especially if you put a post on LinkedIn and then it like it doesn't get any response and you're just a bit like why have I done that (laughs) it's being authentic right yeah that's I guess that's it's being true to yourself like you say your values just everything it's 
it's toeing the line, but having your own voice. If your LinkedIn in particular is suffering from um, tumbleweed, find two or three friends on LinkedIn who are having the same issue and make commitment to each other that every morning you're going to drop your links to each other for your post and you're going to go and boost each other's posts with a positive comment. So once you start getting those three or four comments on within an hour of you posting, then other people are going to start seeing it. As other people start seeing it, you can then look on your LinkedIn, see who's been viewing your profile, and then you can go and drop them a personalized connect message. So like, hey, Mary, noticed you looked at my profile. Would it be awesome to connect? Hope that's cool with you. How's things? So you can start expanding your network through doing a little bit of collaboration and then you're not relying on those four for longer than a few weeks and you'll find that your LinkedIn starts to build. People start to share what you're doing, especially if you're being consistent. If you're only on there once every two weeks, then you're not going to get the engagement. It needs to be every day following your personal brand, your values, your vision and your mission alongside your companies. So consistency, build your own little wolf pack yeah. and play around with it a bit, I guess, to find your Have find fun. Your Have yeah. fun. Yeah. yeah. Choose some vibrant colours to add on to it or, or think of some vibrant tagline. So my tagline this week is uh, passion powered people prevail. And it's something that's stuck in people's heads. And it's just a little forward tagline. And it's been on every single post this week. Passion powered people prevail. Uh, tongue twister <laughs> it is it is the amount of times I've fluffed it I, I think I had to have several retakes of my podcast the other night because I kept getting it totally fluffed <laughs> up <laughs> we wouldn't know anything about that would we I think <laughs> thank you very much um, um, we found that really useful actually and uh, hopefully That's we can uh, yeah. apply some of those uh, hints and tips in uh, in practice um, totally food for thought yes. definitely I'm going to go away and think and look at my social media now and go well, yeah just have a re-look at it differently how can yeah. I rebrand myself essentially this is it it sounds great thank you Ab, so I guess if we get on to our uh, ERP topic for the day uh, um, this will be uh, probably not of interest to you <laughs> it might be let's see <laughs> If we can think of some uh, hashtags by the end that yeah. we can uh, maybe we can inspire. <laughs> With regards to ERP, um, one of the uh, future predictions or predictions for this year with ERP uh, is around offering a more tailored or personalised service. Have you got any thoughts around this, Steph? It's absolutely the way we across all vendors are going no one wants a bespoke highly modded system that they can't easily update put in the cloud it just restrains everyone it is absolutely going to be off i say out of the box but yeah (laughs) so what does this mean in terms of what what is a personalized erp or a personalized service with erp is it ready-made out of the box how how much mod is going to be required from an insider's perspective. Yeah, no, so what I would expect is that there's generally industry processes, industry best practices, and certainly I'd expect anyone implementing 
the vendor I work for to be challenging a business that wanted to bend that out of shape. Why, why does that not work for you? Why, why is your business different to every other business in the industry? Yeah. And there's always going to be an element of, you know, we take configuration out of it. There's always going to be things that are configured slightly different for a business, but the general kind of heart and lungs type processes should be the same across the board. Um, you know, whether, you know, even down to regulation, it's the same industry. It should have the same processes. So to completely want to change the code and do it in a unique way is, um, yeah, I, I would challenge why, you know, unless you think there's a serious competitive advantage, you know, it's, it's only going to cost you more money and time in the long run. So I would strongly discourage it. So are we going to find in the future we've got things like ERP for um, uh, automotive or ERP for, um, oh. I want to say manufacturer, but I mean more um, more sort of low. Process discrete. It, it will yeah. go down to sort of, like you say, automotive, life sciences, you know, all, everything is going to be broken down and you're already seeing that as a trend. You know, just absolutely, it's already there for the headline industries. I think we're going to start getting more into the sub-industries and then probably another level down in that vertical as well and it's just going to keep going think, until it's it's there for everyone yeah i mean you're not yeah you're not going to have i think what you'll find is that vendors become specialized in different areas rather than trying to be a jack of all trades you're going to have certain industries and verticals that that are you know the best in breed for a, a set industry if that makes sense you go to type one do, do you see it being so a, a, a full solution? So you've got all your ancillary technologies built into that, tailored in the same manner, or do you think there will still be a market for um, things like BI um, and you know labeling software that that kind of thing, or will it all be built into one? No, I think. Well, I mean, yes, everything will come into one within reason. I think there's always going to be specialist areas where you're always going to have like a plugin. You know, there's REST APIs everywhere these days. So yeah. that makes integration so much easier. And I think it would be wrong to think that a vendor is going to want to cover everything. You yeah. know, if you're an ERP vendor, do you really want to be doing payroll, which is, you know, if you're that global type business, you don't really want to be trying to do local country, different payroll, for instance. You'd want a specialist that is you know the best of that is their business yeah you know we're not you don't you have to be tread the line within reason obviously there's a massive advantage to having everything embedded into one solution yeah um but i think there are you know definitely specific areas where that won't happen it's interesting so what does this mean then for the consultancy market i mean one arm of my business is particularly around consultancy um within erp so do you see that just dying out completely or do you think there will always there's always going to be a need for consultancy there's always going to be a need for consultants we need more not less (laughs) (laughs) just hit me up (laughs) yeah i was gonna say you definitely can help everyone but it's no, I mean that. that no, that, I mean that's definitely a misconception. If there's any kind of notion that it's just, you know, we say out of the box, it still needs configuring for your business. It's yeah. not. It, it just, I guess, gives you an accelerator to start with. Is probably the best way to describe it, as opposed to, it's not a case of download. You know, your CD-ROM days where you put it in and downloading it is. It's not that, and it never will be. We're always going to have a level of configuration. But it's the customization, yeah, in terms of changing the actual code, which will, um, yeah, 
be shut down, I should imagine soon. <laughs> so it's it's ultimately it's going to be viewed as the base for digital transformation within each sector that it's placed in. Um, and on that, you, you're then going to use IoT to build in those uh, additional aspects, I guess, tailored to your industry. Yeah, uh, yeah, and yeah, it's the it's the kind of niche parts which won't be part of a single solution, if that makes sense. Yeah, you're always going to have add-ons. You know, you, you're never going to move away from that. The difference nowadays is that it's just so easy, so much easier. I wouldn't say it's totally easy. It's easier than it ever used to be in terms of having to build a mod just to do that integration. Um, yeah, I don't know. What are your thoughts, Abby, in terms of it all? Yeah, I think there's always going to be a need for bespoke, but you know, I'm biased, and uh, I want to our, our consultants to be out working <laughs> forever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I think that you can't make you can, you sort of can't make a one size fits all. Um, I don't believe that's Agreed. possible. Um, so there's always going to be a need for modifications but, and but it's adaptations. Those, I guess it's these common processes across industries, yeah. which should just be the same for everyone. Exactly. Sometimes I think some of our guys feel like they are, you know, they're going into one organisation and they're doing something for them they're going to another organization they're doing the same thing like why doesn't that already mm-hmm. exist um yeah and and i guess for the customer it would be far e- easier if things like that already exist for them existed for them well it means they can get into the meaty stuff that gives them the added value rather than wasting time setting up the finances as every other company well, that's it. like, it's that kind of thing yeah it's, it's simple processes so that they can just get going you know, because it's, it's downtime, isn't it? Adding all these modifications and, and everything to it, yeah. it, it is downtime. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it, it just takes longer to see that value, you know, the return on the value. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But I hope to see sort of around it, we have, so if you have your out of the box sort of ERP for, I don't know, if you're a cake maker, for instance, and uh <laughs> You know, it has all your ingredients and everything else. It, you can you can do it all very easily. I'd like to see um, more of progression in in the ancillary solution marketplace. I guess so. We have the basics covered, but now we've got some more AI focused um, mm-hmm. elements around these ERP systems that, that make life a bit more interesting. I guess. And I think that's that's definitely a growing edge. You know, in terms of that, that's definitely where the focus should be on the exciting, fun stuff, as opposed to reinventing the wheel on the basics that everyone's yeah. got. Um, yeah, yeah, it's interesting. And do you think this is because uh, ERP is more um, cloud-based now, generally, and going to more more towards the cloud market? Yeah, yeah, I know, a hundred percent. And that's what what's, I guess, driving it in terms of you know you need to be able to update easily on the cloud. You know, I'd love to say it's just across the button, which I guess it is in some cases, but generally there's a lot of testing that needs to be done. I think we have to be realistic about it. Um, And, you know, the more complex and bespoke your solution is, the harder that testing and everything that goes with it is. Yeah, definitely. It's cool. It'd be interesting where things go and then and how sort of how how, I want to say granular we can get with ERP and uh, what, yeah. what it can be tailored to, definitely. I'll have cool. to re- revisit this conversation in a couple of years, I reckon. Yeah. See how far it's... <laughs> I know. <laughs> it will massively have advanced. <laughs> Maybe like we were way off. 
that's it no brilliant I think we should wrap it up there today because we've been yeah for an hour again now we keep saying we'll do 20 minutes and <laughs> never quite so works. Much to talk about. <laughs> I know thank you both um for today thanks em for joining us and um, uh, my pleasure we'll put some links in so that people can find you um and follow you themselves Absolutely. and yeah what 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 have you got on for this week Steph you got a busy one or I've got half term what are you Anything? oh well, yeah I've taken I've got the week off I am taking my niece and nephew to Legoland on Monday oh, so that will be nice. uh, I just hope the weather's better <laughs> so it could be a bit bit of a long day yeah <laughs> Yeah, apparently they, they glue all the Lego pieces down so nothing will blow away. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> or rather than swiping it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> uh, I'm going to the lakes again. I've sort of fallen in love with the lakes this oh, week, nice. this month. So, uh, yeah, we're going up there for a week. Uh, bit of Very good. Yeah. We'll have to catch up on that afterwards. Yes, right. Um, we will let everybody go for now. Um, our next one, we have some exciting guests on. Um, shall be two weeks from now. Please tune in. Um, and yeah, thanks for joining us. Bye, guys. Bye.